Are you ready now? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start the podcast. And I, I will follow suit. I'm going to start my own podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast, and this week we are going to be answering yet another question from one of our listeners, and it's going to launch us into a very important topic that we'll deal with for at least the next couple of weeks, as long as it takes. But I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to play the question, and then we'll jump right into it. Does that sound good? Well, if you didn't play it, then it would just be a lot of this suspense for no reason, just talking about and the question is going to deal with some important things but yeah we're not going to show it to you yet so. it would just be a waste of time we don't waste time on this show because we know people are busy mm. so without any further ado i i know french <laughs> nice nice <laughs> let's hear the question this question comes to us from montgomery in virginia what is the best way to share the gospel with people who believe in other religions? Okay. What's the best way to share the gospel? And his question specifically with people from other religions, people who believe something differently than we do, anything outside of Christianity or even outside of evangelical Christianity. Yeah, yeah. It opens us up to a lot of different things. It's a big subject, but it's a very, very important one because obviously sharing the gospel is the the great commission it's it's our main purpose every christian your job is to share the gospel to spread the love, the love of, of christ and the story of his redemption of the world so sharing the gospel is very important but i i also think it's very important to answer this specific question because yes sharing the gospel is great we can talk about how to share the gospel and we're, we're going to kind of do that today giving some general principles of how to do that but more importantly, more specifically, talking to people who don't believe what you believe, people who believe contrary to what you believe. It's really hard to have conversations and to somehow get the gospel into those conversations to hopefully spread some truth um, in a relationship that sometimes feels very um, controversial, like you're, you're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, but it is important for us to start with the basics, because I think a lot of people are attracted to the conversation about apologetics, you know, yeah. how do I defend my faith and how do we have these conversations with people from other belief systems? And a lot of people, unfortunately, just want to jump into a debate. They want to be able to debate and, and sometimes they just want to be able to win an argument or perhaps they're tired of feeling embarrassed because they don't have the answers when their faith is questioned. So I understand the, the propensity to want to jump right into that discussion. And it is important, but not until we first lay the foundation for just sharing your faith in general. And I would just start by saying I'm glad that someone's asking this question <laughs> because <laughs> it indicates a genuine interest in something that is incredibly important, that is the core of, of, of who we are and what's expected of us as believers. So hopefully all of you are thinking this this way. You know, how can I effectively share my faith with others. Um, so let's get right into just the basic foundational principle that, that I think of. It comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, 
and verse 15, which says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So a lot there, a lot there to unpack, I think, um, starting with just the fact that we have an expectation as believers that we should always be ready to give an answer in these situations whenever someone has a question about what we believe, when someone questions our faith. So the idea that we're always ready to to talk about our faith in a way that is sensible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I've mentioned this before. If I talk long enough, I end up on this discussion, I'm sure. But um, studies have proven that teenagers and even college students, they're not articulate when it comes to what they believe. And so this is, this is something that's been proven by statistics and, and really thorough studies of, of people who claim to be Christians. They've been asked a series of questions and some have gone so far as to sit down and have interviews face to face. And study after study proves that young people today who claim to be Christians don't know what they believe and don't know how to explain what they believe. Yeah, which I think is is testament to a, a serious problem in the church in general. Most Christians, especially if you grow up in a Christian home and so you've kind of grown up around, you know, uh, the gospel and all that, it's prone, you, you are prone to just kind of believe what you already know. You know, like someone says, this is the truth. I don't really know why. I don't know where it's really said in the Bible. Um, I don't really know much about the Bible, but I know that this is what I believe. And that's as far as it goes. You don't know how to explain it. You don't know um, the verses, the, the quotations from Jesus that talk about whatever this may be or that may be. Um, and, and it's just, it's a, it's a widespread problem. I mean, that's what the studies kind of showed. It wasn't even just with Christianity, but just in general, it's yeah. kind of a problem recently between, you know, those age groups. Um, people don't, don't know what they believe and why. Except for the Mormons. And we're not, uh, we're going to talk about specific belief systems and, and it's starting in the next episode, but that was the interesting exception when it came to young people who claimed some kind of belief system, most were un, uh, inarticulate, incapable of actually explaining what they believed. And the primary exception were Mormon young people, and there's yeah. good reason for that. But it's, I think it's part of the, obviously part of the reason why young people are walking away from our churches uh, because it's never been made personal and they didn't get their questions answered. And it's kind of part of what we talked about when we dug into the Rhett and Link situation last season. They felt like they weren't getting good answers to their questions. And unfortunately, there are some atmospheres within Christianity where questioning is not encouraged. It's not okay, yeah. It's seen as a threat or some kind of rebellion to ask questions. But we need to be able to ask questions, and the Bible can handle, can stand up to our questions. And so those of us, you know, this is a challenge to those of us who are serving in youth ministry specifically, we need to to be ready to answer the questions of young people so that they can be ready to answer the questions of others they come into contact with. So the first thing we see in the verse is that there is an expectation that we be ready to give an answer for our faith. So there's kind of a challenge thrown out to us. And you may not always have the answers right away, but we, we, need, to, uh, we need to be 
preparing ourselves for those conversations. Yeah. And the questions you're going to get are going to be varied. And I think even in this passage, I, I don't know if Peter's really thinking of all the, the various questions that may be asked. I think he's starting very, very um, early on in the conversation. Like when people just ask you what you believe, you should have an answer for them. You should know how to explain the gospel itself um, very clearly and understand why it's so important so that when you tell somebody else, they can see how important it is too. So I, I think one of the first things we should get from this when it comes to having an answer is know the gospel. Know what the gospel is. Know the importance of it uh, in your own life, but also for the world and, uh, and, and why it really is the core of Christianity. Yeah, and again, like you're saying, this this idea of having having the answers as a, at a base level, we should be able to explain the gospel. Every Christian should be able to do that. And so if it's not something you're capable of doing, then you should take the time to to study and make sure you can make sure you can really explain it simply because that's the test of whether you understand something fully or not is whether you can explain it to someone else in simple terms. Yeah. Can you do that? If someone were to ask you about your faith, can you explain to them the, in the simplest of terms the gospel? Can you even give your own testimony, perhaps? That's actually a really great place to start. Yeah. You may not know all the technical terminology, but you can at least tell someone what happened to you. And, and certainly when giving your testimony, you want to include the details that are important, that you recognized your own need, your own sinfulness, you believed that Jesus Christ was the, the Son of God, the sacrifice for the sins of the world, and you put your faith in him for salvation. Obviously, you want to include those important truths uh, because that's what you recognized and that's what you believed. But you want to couch it in your own story because that's going to be much more palatable um, than just trying to give a theology lesson to everyone yeah. who Just who a rehearsed outline. Because I, I think a lot of people also right now are very tired of that kind of thing. You know, they get very um, textbook answers from Christians. Again, because we don't really know what to say when they ask questions. And so we just say what someone else has already told us. Or we say what we read, you know, in, in a nice, nicely written book. Um, so, so using your story to, t to tell the gospel, I think, is a, is a great tool. So you should definitely be ready to answer that question. What is the gospel? What do you believe? But then you're going to get other questions too. You're going to get some hard questions. And like Adam said, you're going to get questions that you don't know the answers to. I can't tell you how many times someone has brought up a verse from the Bible that I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and right now, based on what you are trying to say, it means that kind of scares me. You know, like, I mean, people can pull verses out of context and very easily skew your view of God and who he is and Jesus and who he was. So, be, be ready to get some questions you may not know the answers to. But again, take this challenge from Peter, and as those questions come, instead of reacting defensively, maybe say, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I want to know, I want to know the answer to that. So let me, let me study some. Let, let me come back to you, you know, maybe a couple days or a week later. And, and sometimes you don't have the liberty to go back and have conversations with the same person that many times. But if they're at your workplace or in your school, you could. But take that time, be okay to say, I don't know the answer yet. And then 
take that initiative to study, to find out the answers to those questions. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, it will be our tendency when we feel like we're being backed into a corner to to try to defend ourselves and try and, you know, maybe get a little bit too aggressive, feel like we're being attacked. But that is the best response. And and we're going to talk about why in just a minute. But while we're talking about this idea of being asked questions you don't necessarily know the answer to, because I know that's what most people are afraid of when it comes to sharing their faith. In fact, if you were to survey, and, and they have, so I'm not making this up, <laughs> if you were to survey Christians about sharing their faith, that's the one concern they have. I'm afraid I'll be asked a question I don't know the answer to. The most genuine and human thing you can do in that situation is to say, I don't know that answer. Yeah. But that's not to be that's not the same thing as to say you don't have confidence in the word of God or that you're you 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 feel threatened or your faith is somehow threatened. Because if you believe that God is who he says he is, if you believe that the word of God is the ultimate authority and if you believe that it's inspired and without error, then there is no challenge to it that's going to dismantle it. And so you don't have to you don't have to react with fear like oh no they've just unraveled everything oh no yeah the whole world's going to come crumbling down yeah instead you approach it by thinking okay I don't know exactly how this fits yet but I know it doesn't dismantle the truth of the word of God so I just need to take some time to study it and tell yeah. them that um, and if if your approach is that you genuinely want to be able to answer their question then um, then that's what you should do and that's it's going to have a better response on their part, if that's how you respond when when approached that way. Um, yeah. Because it's not about, again, it's not about winning an argument. It's not about being the most, you know, prepared for the debate. It's about, you know, reaching that person's heart. And your personality is going to go a long way in that. Yeah, being genuine is is the important thing here that we're kind of hinting at. Like, if if you don't know the answer to something, the human thing is to say, well, I don't know that. That's also a humble way to come at it instead of trying to then scramble around and then you start getting defensive and you might push them away because now you're being aggressive towards them. But in reality, most people don't want to see that. You know, they don't want to see someone who gets all, all, all up in arms because they feel attacked, even though in reality it was just a question. I think what people respect more, just in life, but especially in this conversation, is when you are, you are yourself, you know, like you are not just sticking to a script and doing what a lot of people blame Christians of doing, blindly following a leader, blindly following and believing in things that aren't true. No, you are genuine and you are a person. So that means you don't have all the answers and that's okay. Yeah. And in reality, they probably don't really know the answer to what they're asking either. They're, right. re they're repeating some talking points they've heard from other people. There are lots of books out there, lots of speakers out there, lots of teachers out there who have all these, what they think are loose threads in Christianity and in the Bible that they pull at all the time. And they, they don't know. They've never been confronted with the truth of it either. And so I would follow those trails with them. And your confidence in yeah. Scripture will allow those things to be tested, and then you'll both come to the conclusion that it is true. And that can be a really valuable process in the long run. So don't feel threatened by it. And don't feel like this is going to somehow collapse your faith because you know that's not the case. But you just don't, you just don't know the answer. Um, and neither do they. And if you can find some kind of, you know, some kind of common ground, you know, you show that you're willing to have what you believe put to the test. Mm -hmm. Is that person willing to have what they believe 
put to the test. They believe it's not true. You believe it is true. Both of you in a real debate should be willing to put it to the test and let the evidence decide. Let the truth come out. Yeah. So don't let that intimidation scare you off. But let's get to the last part of the verse, and then we'll be done with our very introductory discussion of effectively sharing your faith. And the last part of the verse says, to be ready to give an answer to every man that asketh the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And so this is just kind of driving home what we've been hinting at all along. There is a certain manner in which we're supposed to present ourselves and present our answers with meekness and fear. That's the idea of humility. Um, So not arrogant, not rude, not brash, not aggressive, but gentle and with humility and with respect for that person. You will never win someone over um, doing so with, you know, arrogance and aggression. You might win the argument because you might bully them. I mean, they might shut down. (laughs) Yeah, or or you may somehow get around with tricky questions of your own that make them sound stupid. Or you might even have the answer. Yeah. What if we flip it on its head? It's not an issue of you not having the answer. You know the answer because you've studied it and you've, you've, you've literally trained like an athlete to answer these responses. But your response is so aggressive and without any nuance based on the person you're talking to. Not everyone is different. So every person that asks me the question about my faith, I have to talk to them as a person, not as someone that I can just repeat talking points to. I need to approach them as someone who's genuinely, everyone should be approached as someone who's genuinely seeking. We should assume that. (laughs) Yeah. Even if they seem arrogant themselves or if they seem a little more defensive and attacking themselves, um, often that's just the default for people who either don't have answers for themselves or they are skeptical. I mean, when you're skeptical of something, you're not just going to be pushed over. So when you come to ask these kind of questions, you may be blunt. And so when people come to you and they seem blunt, it's not that, that they're actually being aggressive or mean. No, I mean, some people, some people do want to be mean. But even with those people, it's always better for you to come and, and reply with a soft answer. I mean, that's what Jesus yeah. says too. That's just the basic principle of communication from Scripture, that a soft answer turneth away wrath. So if someone comes to you in a heightened way and you respond with humility, calmly, and reason out what you believe and why, uh, that will go a long way. And and even the hardest skeptics can be be turned, um, but not just by giving answers, but by caring for them. I mean, that's why they've said for so long, no one knows... No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And so in these cases, when you, when you respond with some humanity, with humility, with kindness, and with, and with respect, your chances of being able to share the answers are going to be greatly increased. So we haven't gotten to all the answers yet. I know that's what a lot of people are probably interested in, but we wanted to preempt what normally stops those conversations after one interaction. Yeah. If you don't want the conversation to end before it's really begun, come here to 1 Peter 3 and take some notes from these principles. So study for yourself. Look for the answers. Um, Don't be afraid of questions and treat people with care. Treat them like people. Don't come to them with your arguments or with your checklists and outlines. Come to them 
to have the conversation, to be open, be genuine, and hopefully through that, through a relationship even, you can share the truth of the gospel with them. So there you have it, a very basic introduction to how to share your faith effectively and much more of this to come in the weeks ahead. Please be sure to continue listening and share this podcast with others. We want we want more people to to know what we're doing and we want to help as many people as possible. And as we mentioned, you can listen to this podcast um, in tons of places now. It's widespread, so you don't have to just listen on our app, though many people still are. You can listen to it in any on any platform that you prefer. But it also helps us if you would write uh, a review, technically, a, uh, <laughs> preferably a positive one. <laughs> <laughs> I get well. We'll take some criticism too. <laughs> give us, I guess. give us five stars if you think we deserve it. If not, just don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reviews help us, and then sharing it with others will help us. Um, so please do that if it's been a help to you. And we look forward to talking to you more next week. <laughs> <laughs>